John here, and this is Above Average Driven Millennials. And with us today, we got Johnny Goombats, okay? <laughs> Mr. Freaking New York and Wall Street himself. We are super excited, but the coolest part about this podcast is that we did not anticipate this actually happening today. This is a complete surprise. Yeah. Mr. John Benrito is here today. He is our special guest. Thank you, John, for being here. Thank you, John, for having me. Absolutely. And um, so talk to us about how this, this happened today. Like, you just, you just showed up today. I, I've been trying to, to get a, uh, a Friday off since June 1st, and this is the first one. July 20th, so six weeks it took. Okay. But I got a Friday off, and um, yeah, just got a car, so, got down here, and uh, it's pretty nice. Impromptu, I love it. It, just on the spot. Just, just jumped in here. So the what what I'm actually really excited about for this podcast is the fact that we didn't plan anything. I love I love. <laughs> it's gonna be really bad. It's gonna be raw, and I love. You can adjust your mic however you want, dude. Yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to figure it out. Like, what You're good. So for anybody out there who does not know who John Benamrino is, talk, <laughs> which is everybody listening to this podcast. Everybody who's listening to this podcast. Talk to us about who you are and what you do. Alright, so who I am, what I do. So, I'm John. Now, I'm the managing partner at Ben and Marie Attorneys at Law. Uh, we are a law firm in Manhattan. We're located at 110 Wall Street. Uh, what we do is we focus primarily on startup companies. Uh, we work with hundreds of them all over the world. We help them with everything from idea to funding. And we really get in there and we really try to get them going, get them funded. Because, you know, the more money they make, the more money we can all make, and I, I believe it's better than what has been. It's just lawyers charging you five to ten thousand dollars a pop, and every email, every phone phone call, every text message, just to the point where they'll put you out of business. So we take a different approach. We kind of invest in our clients, and yeah, we just we just make it happen. Man. I love that. And <clears throat> all right, so let's dive into the nitty gritty, right? Why why do you love working with startups? What is it about startups that attracts you? Well, being a lawyer is relatively a stale job. You know? <laughs> like, like yeah. lawyer, lawyers don't really liven up the parties. They usually dull them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I like about what I do is that uh, it's, it's really like a rewarding business because you get to help people grow and achieve their dreams. Like I have people come to me and they be like, uh, John, you know, I've been thinking about this for like a year now. I got all these notes. I got all these papers. I got all these plans. I really want to make this happen. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. What's the plan? How are we going to make it happen? And then we'll just sit down for like an hour and then we'll just go back and forth and, and I'll just rip their plan apart and then it'll be a completely new plan by the time the meeting's over, but one that actually may work. So yeah, that, that's what I, I really love about what I do because I get to just help people. Like I've had clients that have come to me with one yellow piece of loose leaf paper and now they you know, have offers from Uber and raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and big teams and things like that so you know it's, it's really it's a journey it's fun and that's what i love about it it's, it's really cool that's fucking fire and listen at, at some point today my goal is just to hear you at least say one curse word at least one oh, is that it you want me to be raw and uncut yeah yeah, I, I, yeah just, you do enough cursing to the both that's of what i'm saying but maybe you, like maybe we get maybe we get one in <laughs> it depends it depends it depends what you want to talk to me about if i, if I get passionate enough maybe i'll, I'll drop a Drop an F bomb or something. Hey, hey, throw a little something. But I think I think so. The biggest thing that you and I have in common is I think the fact that like we both started our businesses, didn't have any resources. Yeah. Um, but now 
I think I think you know a big thing that's unique about you is that you talked about how you were like probably one of the least likely people to be yeah. an actual law student, right? Talk to yeah. us about that. Yeah. So um, so the way I grew up was not typical. Like most of the people I went to law school with, and this is not to to pigeonhole or stereotype anybody, but most of the people I went to law school with, they were just like these, for lack of a better word, <laughs> to explain them preppy type people they, they came from families with a lot of money right you know they they just like had everything carved out for them their dad went to law school their grandfather went to law school they all did it and then there were also some people who were just you know going out and doing it <clears throat> but um for me like like i grew up in an italian family that was originally from brooklyn it's those like funny italians and everything's like in the streets and things like that right I've always grew up in that lifestyle. It's like if you ever see the movie like a Bronx Tale or something like that. It's like <laughs> just growing up. So you get two educations. That was you. You get the, the, the school education and then the University of Belmont Avenue or something like that. So um, it was always like that. And it, as far back, because my dad always told me, he's like, listen, John, you know, there's not really anything for you in the streets. He's like, we have to. Uh, he's like. <laughs> he's like you know, there's really nothing for you in the, in the streets or anything like that you should be a doctor or a lawyer and I was like yeah I don't really like blood so I'm gonna give law a shot and then um, and then yeah we just uh, I just did it and even when I was like 15 years old I had a girlfriend and, and she was like I don't think you're gonna be a good lawyer she's like I, I don't know maybe you should maybe you should reconsider it you, you got your business you wanted to be a lawyer for that for that long yeah I, my dad put it in my head since I was like 5 years old so like it was kind of always the plan of what I was doing with this um, and I always told that's there's always a story it's like I was going to be a lawyer it's what I'm going to do right and then um, and then yeah I just kept doing it I went to college that was always the plan and then you know just uh, and what's funny is because um, and just to, to, to get on like a, a failure motivation thing I didn't actually get into law school the first time I applied see because I, I had my own businesses so the summer I studied for the LSAT <clears throat> we just got a uh, <clears throat> excuse me an arcade in, uh, in Coney Island, right, and uh, I was spending my summers there, like doing the machines, fixing it, and then right after that, going right to the LSAT class, just kind of breezing through it, and I didn't do so great on the LSAT, so uh, I got waitlisted for law school, and then I got rejected just flat out, and I had an option, I could have, you know, just been like, oh, well, at least I tried, you know, maybe it's just not for me, but I was like, no, I'm not going to do that, so what I did was is... Every day after college, I went to the library and I stood there and I read my LSAT books cover to cover. And I took the LSAT again six months later and I increased by like 12 or 15 points, which is very, very difficult to actually do. And, uh, and yeah, and then uh, I did good enough and I got into law school. And then I got to law school and I was like, um, I, was sitting, um, I was sitting in the library one day talking to, to uh, some classmates. And they're like, yeah, you know, uh, when we get out of here, you know, maybe the best we can make is like like sixty thousand a year or something like that. I heard someone got off at like forty five, and like, I'm like, wait, I, I was I was making that or more than that when I had my own business and I didn't have to go into all this debt. I'm like, right. Because well, at the time, I um, like when you're in law school, you change your mind a hundred times. Like at one point, I wanted to be a criminal lawyer, then I wanted to be corporate, then I wanted to be entertainment, then IP. Like you're constantly changing your mind. So, and I always thought, like, I wanted to work for, like, a big law firm, like, that whole, like, Suits, Harvey's, but the thing. Right, like right. That. And, um... Which is back on, Suits is back yeah, on. which isn't that great, honestly. Uh, yeah. And Mike was the whole... Uh, so, is that mine or yours? This is mine. Oh, okay. No, but, um... So, whatchamacallit? 
so yeah, I was like, I was like, why, why would I spend a quarter million dollars and go into all this debt just to make similar or less money than I'm making now? I was like, I can make more money just running my own business. That doesn't make any sense. So I was gonna quit. I, I went to the, uh, I went to the registrar's office to drop out of law school, and he's like, well, you can't drop out here. You have to go to academic affairs. And the problem was is that when I first got to law school, because I get up very early in the morning, so I would get to law school like super early. I'd be there before everybody. How, how early do you get up? These people got to know. Oh, you have to know how crazy I am. So I get up at uh, 2 in the morning. I get up 2 a.m. every day. Uh, I get up because I used to be a And boxer. you heard that correct. 2 a.m. Yeah, I used to be a boxer, and um, I got used to the conditioning where we used to get up and go for our morning jog at 3. So I still stay by that. So I'll get up at 2 in the morning, uh, take a caffeine pill, maybe a little black coffee or something like that. And I'll sit... I'll check my emails from the night before, and then by like 2.30, 2.40, I'll go out and I'll go for a two to three mile jog, nothing too crazy. Uh, and then I'll come back and I'll, I'll get ready again and I'll go to the gym, and then I'll come back from the gym and I'll, I'll just start my day like right away and that's it. Uh, on the weekends, I sleep until 4 a.m., so I sleep late on the weekends. <laughs> 4 a.m., Yeah, because oh on the weekends, God. I do a five mile jog, <clears throat> four to five mile jog. But I, I like it because it's an opportunity for me to... Uh, to clear my head, it's the only time that you know the uh, the phone's not ringing, the emails aren't coming in, things like that. It's 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 really a great time. So, uh, so back to back to the story. So what happened was is that I used to get to law school really early every day, and the academic affairs ladies would walk in in the morning and they would see me and they're like, "Oh, you're so early. You're, you're so on top of this. You're going to do so great. You're going to do so great. All this stuff." So they really believed in me, and I. I stood outside the academics affairs office and I'm like, I, I just, I can't go in there. Like, I can't go in there and look these women in the eye and tell them I'm going to quit. I was like, right. this sucks, but like, I just can't do it. So I, I just stood and, and I stood in law school and, and I finished it out. Um, and then, you know, as I went through law school, um, you know, obviously I was more like, right, you know, I'm, I'm not going to work for anybody. I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to start my own law firm. And I'm just going to do it, and that's it. And then that's, I met Allie in law school. She's my partner. And, um, and I was like, listen, we're going to just start our own law firm. We're not going to get a job. We're not going to do any of that stuff. So, you know, I, I got out of law school, studied for the bar exam, passed the New York and New Jersey bar exam, first shot, and which is funny because I did so horrible in law school the first year that, like, it, it, it was way, way not even close to the top of the class, probably in the bottom of the class. Um, I was like two shakes away from getting thrown out at that point because I did so bad the first year because I was like the hell of law school and then um, so <laughs> it was funny because the people that graduated like cum laude and law review they took the bar like three times mm. <laughs> and some of them still haven't even passed the Jersey bar like they just got lucky really? they passed the New York bar and that was it yeah so that's what I'm saying like like law school like it, it's a, this whole game is about strategy it's not about how much you know it's just how well you how well you do it so, so you get out of law school. It's, it's funny because if you watch like TV or movies, you would think like, oh, you go to law school and you're a lawyer. No, it's not like that. You go to law school and then you study 12 weeks for the bar exam and then you take the bar exam and then you wait three months for the results. And then after you get the results, then you wait another two months to get sworn in. So it's this whole process in between. Right. But the day I got sworn in, I had all the partnership papers and everything ready. And then so what we did was is that I got out of the courthouse on uh, by Madison Square Park. And we went right down to the uh, to the courthouse on Center Street and dropped off the partnership papers. So in less than an hour of being an attorney, I, I had a law firm, and that was it. One hour. And never worked a legal job in my life. Never had a family member who was a lawyer. No help, no guidance, no one to tell me or give me anything. 
we just just those did. ladies in the office. Just yeah, exactly. No, but um, literally started a law firm from absolutely zero. Like, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, they're given law firms or they take over law firms or they have mentors or protégés. They have all this stuff, but like, right. like we literally had absolutely no experience in being a lawyer, and then when I. What I realized, like, so, so when we started, we did like, we're like, oh, we'll do any type of law because, um, you know, the, we don't know what's going to hit. And then I was like, all right, well, you have to specialize in something. You can't just do everything because people want someone that specializes in something. So then what we did was, is I was like, all right, let's narrow it down to like uh, real estate, wills, and business because business makes sense, right? I know business. Right. And then uh, because of my background in business, I, I was just connecting with those clients so much more. That eventually we got rid of wills and real estate's kind of just there. So we mainly focused on corporate. And then I started working with a lot of startup companies and I realized, oh, well, they have to raise capital. So then we should do securities as well because we have to get this done. Right. And then we just did it and we just grew and we learned as we went. And now we're just like ridiculous at it. Like, just- so the, the, theme, the theme of this podcast and – um, again, since this podcast was not planned, which I love even more than anything, anybody who knows me knows I like to do shit on the spot because it's raw and authentic and genuine. But the theme of this podcast, you said something um, to me, I think it was like a month ago, but you said something like, you have to sacrifice who you yeah. are for who well, you want to be. That, that, that gets into my, my second. There's, there's two parts that I, I like to my story. So the other thing I was saying about that, because um, everyone's... When you're an entrepreneur, you have to understand that that's it, right? Like, this is it. You're not going to do... I haven't been on a vacation in over three years, and I used to go on at least one every year when I was younger. And you have to understand that, like, this is it. If this is what you want to do, then it's all or nothing. Like, that's it. And you have to sacrifice what you are for what you will become. Right. Because that's the only way it's going to work. You're not going to make it. People keep telling you, oh... You know, you're, you're going to burn yourself out or it's, it's not good. You have to stop and smell the roses. No. Fuck that. There you go. That's bullshit. That's those, bullshit. Those people don't know jack shit about running a business. Those people, I'm sorry, are losers. Like, they're not going anywhere. They're, I call them drifters. They're just people that drift through lives and live to bring other people down. And that's another thing you have to understand, too. Like, like the, the hardest part about earning any bit of success... Is all that you have to lose and give up, like to even, fucking attain it. Yeah, but not even that. Like things you didn't even realize you'd have to lose, like certain family and certain friends and things like that. Because when you start growing and, and like you know, like your friends or your family members or things like that that are still kind of stuck in the mud or whatever that they're doing with their right. lives, they just start to hate you, and like it, it sucks. But it's the truth. Like people don't want to see you succeed. Like mm. everyone is waiting for you to fail. They're just. Like, waiting for you to give up. Like, the people with the most miserable lives have the most, like, friends. You know what I mean? Like, that you have a ton of friends. And then when right. you're on top, it's very lonely on top. Because Hell yeah. no one wants to be with you. And the only people that want to be with you are people that can, like, gain something off of you. So, you have to, you know. And it sounds horrible to say, but you kind of have to start associating with people that are more on your level and in your mm-hmm. class and things like that. Because otherwise, people just hate you. And I, it sucks because I had, I had some good friends that, like... They just get like they say some really like messed up things or stingy things that are just like, dude, come on, man! Like it's not really a big deal. Like why do right. you have to be like that? Like don't like there's not really a difference here. Uh, so that that's probably the that's probably one of the the hardest things you'll have to do in 
gaining any bit of success is, is losing things and, and people that you didn't realize that you were going to lose. Like you always thought like, oh, it was going to be like this forever and it's always going to be cool and we're going to be boys and things like that. And, and they just like, they, they grow to hate you. Because I don't care what anyone thinks if anyone says, no one's happy to see anybody make it. Like they're just not. It's just not human nature to be happy for someone unless you're making it yourself. But for the other 95% right. of people that are just drifting or doing things like that, I'm not, I'm not trying to speak down on anybody it's just the way it is like not everyone's gonna make it that's just not the way it works right the first day of law school they said um just so you know 90 percent of you will not be in the top percent get that into your head now and that's that's the truth 90 percent of the population will not be in the top 10 percent right that's why it's split so those people like i mean if you go on even social media there's just a ton of trolls and just people in comments just shitting on other people's lives for no reason other than they just have to hate like you just have right. to. right it hate. makes them feel better because they fucking hate they, they hate themselves hate, they <laughs> hate you no it's it is and it sucks and, and that's that's probably one of the hardest things um into into just because i i mean realistically i'm still on my like kicking ass and climbing and doing everything like i'm not you're never you're never close to the top like right like, well when you when you're like when you think the way that we do now yeah well you're, you're never going to be that's the other thing too like 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 if you get to the top of your mountain then go find a bigger mountain you know what i mean like, exactly like you're never done like it's never you never achieve success like like be happy where you're where you got but don't be satisfied where you are you know what i mean you you have to keep going you're never gonna stay hungry yeah you gotta stay hungry you gotta because the second you Calm down. The second you stop climbing is the second somebody comes up right behind you and rips you off the top. Like mm-hmm. you have to just keep going. There's, it's, it's, it's just like you sell your soul to this. Like it's never ending. So you just, you just have to keep going. You have to keep fighting, and you, and everyone's gonna hate you for it. They will, you know. And then here's the thing. So <clears throat> now, anybody listening, John has uh, a very, very blunt way of thinking. Obviously, right? And yeah, it's real. Little, this is just a little. Uh, <laughs> and it's okay, but listen. Warning to the viewers. Uh, Life, life is rough, right? Like, life will, will beat the shit out of you. It doesn't care. It has no mercy. It will, it will kick you till you get down. And it'll keep kicking you, and it doesn't even care. So I don't, I don't feel a benefit in trying to lift you up in a, in a bullshit positive way. I like, I like people that are, that are more blunt. Like, if, you ever see a, you ever see Million Dollar Baby? No. Well, it's funny because uh, it's Hillary Swank's in it and uh, Clint Eastwood, right? And she gets in the ring in the first round. It's a boxing movie. And she's getting her ass kicked. And he gets her back in the corner. He goes, listen, she's younger than you. She's faster than you. She's stronger than you. And she's better than you. Now, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And that's the truth. Right. That's, that's the truth. Don't sugarcoat it, man. Life's a bitch. Life is hard. It's going to mm-hmm. beat you up. People are better than you. People are richer than you. People have more money. People have more power, more connections. Great. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. What, what are you going to do about it? I'm not right. going to sit here and be like, everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. If you believe, you can achieve. No. <laughs> you got to put the work in, man. You got you to gotta find your niche. You got to find, I call it finding your rhythm. Like the hardest thing to do in business is finding your rhythm. And once you find it, it just doesn't stop. Once you figure out, it took us six months to get one client. I, I, I tried for six months to figure out how to get one client. I got that one client, and I was like, damn. Like, my first tax return for my law firm was for, like, $710. That's, that's <laughs> I was like, damn. Like, uh, like, I had my other business at the time. You're like, ka-ching. Yeah, yeah. No, I, had my, I had my other business at the time, so it wasn't that bad. Uh, I, we were still trying to figure it out. 
But I still have that first tax return. It's actually pretty interesting. But th- that's what I'm saying. And then once we figured out how to get clients, I'm like, how, how do we keep clients? How do we keep them happy? And, and like all this other stuff. And, and, and once you catch a rhythm, now it just doesn't stop. Now we get clients all the time. And we keep them and make them happy and do what we have to do. So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe in sugarcoating it. When I, when I get a client in my office, the first thing I do is I just, I just tear their whole business apart. I just tear apart all their hopes, their dreams, everything they had. Because if, if you can't handle this consultation, then you're not going to make it. Like, you're, it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Like, right. And even when it gets better, it's still going to be bad. Like, that's just the way it is. It's just, there's no, like, shiny mountain on the hill. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's a hard, it's a hard knock life. It's just the way it is. It's just going to keep it you up. And, um, and, yeah, like, I just, I don't, I don't like all this, like, all this bullshit that's out there. All this, like, fake positivity and everyone always just pumping smoke up people's ass to sell them some bullshit scheme for like nineteen ninety nine a month or just, just you know just get our weekly or monthly tips and you'll be a millionaire no no you won't it's <laughs> not gonna happen I'm sorry uh, it's, it's not that you can't do it you just have to do it the right way if, if you're hoping on things like that that's, that's just never gonna work so you really have to you really have to be realistic and like I say it all the time you know you're either an entrepreneur or you're not and I, I don't believe there's any such thing as a bad idea I just think it's a bad person behind the idea I, I personally believe that a good entrepreneur can make you know, any idea happen. You know what? Also, on that point, though, I think so. I think that listen, it depends on it depends on the person. There's so many factors, but the biggest thing, though, is like there are people out there who have 2,500 ideas and they yeah. won't see them through, right? Yeah. But they'll but they'll read the they'll read these self help books. They'll they'll subscribe to these things that yeah. tell you like you know, hey, you know, if you do this, you do this, you do this, you're gonna get rich. And it's like the the only like before I started my business, the one thing that I kept trying to figure out was how I could my, my biggest mission at when I was younger, when I was in like high school, was like how can I make like five grand a month? Like how can I yeah. how the fuck can I make five grand a month? And then you start and then as you're starting to do that stuff and I'm Googling it, I start Googling like, well, what can I do to actually start making more and more and more and more? And but then you, then you start looking, well, how can I? Then you start searching the term, how can I get rich or how to get rich or how do people get rich? And then there's these lists and these items and things like that. And it's like, but at the end of the day with my business, when I first started, the one thing that I realized very, very early and now looking back because you can never connect the dots looking forward, looking back, I'm like, dude, literally the only thing that it takes is like just fucking giving it your all every single day and putting everything into it. Because at the end of the day, like when it comes to like if somebody ever tried to, to like, you know, something ever happened to Adapting Social, yeah. right? There is no losing for John. I cannot lose because I will be, I will rise from the fucking dead and I will come <laughs> back. And listen, but people, but people like you and me, there's no losing because if, let's just say, for instance, somebody knocked us off our high horse or whatever you want to call it, or knocked us off what we're doing, we, we, know, we know what it took to get here already. Yeah. And the first time around, we didn't know certain things. We were fucking just figuring it out as we went. But now we know those things. Yeah. So that's, that's the big like, thing. There's no secret. I mean, it's just fucking actually putting in the time, the work, and, and being obsessed with it. Because if there's one thing I know about you, for instance, and myself, like, this is all we do. Like, literally. I don't, yeah. like, this is my whole life. <laughs> this is it. This is literally it. Sleep and breathe it, man. I work on the weekends, do whatever I have to do. My son's, my, my son's name is going to be John Adapting Social Figaro. Yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. I said his name's going to be John Benarito. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Naming your kid after me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, naming my kid after me. No, but that's what it's saying. Me, I'm more of a, um, like, I, I, use, I use negativity to drive me. See, it's, it's not for everybody. It's, some, people, some people do that. No, but, like, so for me, like, like, I'll look at some of my friends and I'm like, yo, fuck that shit. Like, I'm never 
gonna be like that. Like like your lack of motivation motivates me. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'll see people that are just like you know like the bill will come and, and they're just they're like they're like oh shit like they complaining about it. You know right. What I mean? And I'm like, all right, I don't want to be in that position. I, no. I don't, want, I don't like that shit. Fuck like, that. You said shit. But no, because like, like, so just to go back in my life, how I've always done this. I, I feel that in order to effectively change your situation, you have to hate it. Like I was, I was like 315 pounds at one point, right? And I one, one day, I'm just, I got off the scale. I looked myself in the mirror. I'm like, I fucking hate myself. I'm like, I hate myself. And I'm not going to stop until I don't hate this anymore. And and I just and even to this day, like I'll still like that's why I'm so like a gym nut because I constantly am in that mindset now where I just do it. And then like so so for example, like with business and everything like that, I'm like, all right, like because my my family, like you know, they they, they they weren't rich, but they weren't poor. They were kind of somewhere in the middle. But there was a lot of points where they like they sometimes they had to worry about money and, and like things like that and like. Oh, we can't do this. Or we can't do that. And I was, um, I was always like, I hate that. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to be like that. Like, I don't want. Right. And so, so I feel like you have to. You have to hate your situation. Like, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, if you're at your job, and you you hate your job, well, then use that hate as a force to drive. Don't like. Don't just hate your job and then go home and be miserable and like you know get drunk and, and think there's nothing you could do. Yeah. No. Use that hate. Like, if you hate your job, if you hate your life, you know, if, if, you're, if your life, for what you think sucks, then, then use that to propel you and do what you have to do because you can do, you, you don't know how, like... Most like, people think they can't change their situation. Exactly. And that's just bullshit. Like, like my, my, favorite, my favorite types of stories are, like, people who survived, like, really, like, crazy. Like, like Paul 13 is, like, one of my, like, favorite movies just because, like, I like how all the odds are against them and they actually make it. Because it just goes to show that, like, when your back's up against the wall, you have, like, two options. You can either just give up, give in, and say the hell with it, or you can just go ten times harder and try to push through it and just make it, you know? Like, the human will to survive and the human will to make it, like, those stories when people actually do that, like, that always gets me, like, damn, they actually really did it, you know? So, and that's what I'm saying. And people who just, like, who are just like, oh, you know, I tried, or, oh, it's not for me, No. Bullshit! You're just lazy, dude. That's, yeah, I'm sorry. You're just you're just a lazy fuck. I'm, I'm sorry about that. You just are. It, it's all bullshit. Failure is just failure is temporary, right? It's it's it can only be permanent if you quit. So until you quit, it's just another obstacle you have to get through, and that's it. So you know, the, uh, what is it? Uh, Thomas Edison, right? Uh, when asked about creating the light bulb, he said, I, I didn't fail. I just found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Right. So if he would have quit after the first one, we wouldn't have a light bulb. Right. Maybe at least he wouldn't have done it. Uh, and that's what I'm saying. You, you just, you find better ways not to do it. Like when I was starting out, uh, you know, I'd go to people, try to get them as a client, and I wouldn't get it. Or the deal would fall through. And I didn't fail. I just figured out how you don't get a client. And that's it. All right, this is how you don't do it. It's just one more way not to do something. That's all it is. Okay? You just have to take it like that. You can't just... All you have is yourself. You know? Right. Like you don't have anything or anybody else. You just have yourself. So if you give up on yourself, then, then that's it. You're just, you're just done at that point. And so many people quit on themselves. They just fall back. They settle. They give up. They quit. Well, they, feel, they feel bad for themselves. That's yeah, the whole problem. Bullshit, dude. No one's, no one's going to be here to throw your pity party. Like, just... just Cut the shit. Like you gotta stop that. That's the that's the that's the one thing though, man. That really, really 
like it's just sad but when people when people no, just give up honestly, on themselves when I see unmotivated people it, I'll go out and I'll make more money just because of that right. just because I'm like you know what like you annoy me like I do not want to be like you your lack of motivation motivates me Right. To the point where I just can't stand it. Your lack of motivation. It's true. I tell you, like your lack of drive drives mm-hmm. me. But let me ask you a question, because we're running short on time here. Are we? So, what what is <laughs> what is our? Let me actually rephrase that better. The theme of this podcast being sacrifice yourself today for who you want to be tomorrow. Sacrifice what you are for what you become. Right. What have you done? How, how can you talk about how you, you are doing that or the, the experience that you've had by doing that? Or, or are you actually practicing that quote that you told me? Uh, yeah. So like you said before, all I, all I do is, is work, right? Um, which most people are like, oh, it's not a healthy lifestyle. Like I don't do anything else but work right now. <laughs> literally. <laughs> no, literally. Like, I don't do like, – I, I haven't – I literally have not been outside of New York – up until today, in a while, like right. I don't leave Manhattan Island right. uh, unless I like really, really have to for like a meeting or something like that. I'm constantly working. Catch, and, catch John on Fridays though, having a fucking Moscow mule though. Yeah, I'm my friend's bar, uh, <laughs> but um, but it's still it's still in the city. And um, and everyone, a lot of people were like, "Oh, dude, you know your life sucks." I'm like, "Yeah, but you want to know something? In five years or so, when." You're busting your ass still at the job you hate, and you're still just in trying debt. to find it out. And, and you're, you're pinching pennies on a Friday night trying to save $5 here and $2 there because you think it's going to get you some BS house that you're never going to be able to pay off and just go in even more debt one day. I'm going to be fine, okay? I'm going to – my firm is going to be huge. My life will be fine. Everything will be that way. And when I'm – 65 or whatever years old, I have a decision to do whatever I want with my life where most people don't. And I'm not trying to sound like an asshole in saying that. It's just that like, I get really pissed off at these things. It really bothers me. Like People like that, people who say things like that, it's going back to what I said before. These people just love to bring you down. They would just love to see you quit and fall off. And, just be, and it sucks. It sounds really cynical, but that's just the way people are. People that tell you that, they're not supporting you. They want you to fall off. They're, just, they're waiting for you to give up. They're waiting for you to fail. Like, there's right. so many people in this world that are just, they just sit by. It's like, you know, like these celebrity craze, like when people fall off their celebrity, like people just love that shit. They'll, right. like, they'll buy every magazine, they'll read every article, like, oh, damn, you know, I don't know, Britney Spears shaved their head and went to the like, Who just gives a fuck? No one gives a shit, but like people love that shit because they love seeing some, there's nothing greater for people than to see somebody fall from from the top like they right. love that shit and 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 that's what motivates like i love the underdog stories i love when you could just it's the same thing for me like everyone told me uh, you yeah, you know you shouldn't be a lawyer you're not gonna be able to do it all this other crap i'm like yeah watch me like if someone tells you you can't do something don't believe me just watch do it twice and take pictures all right <laughs> that's what i'm telling you if someone tells you that you can't do something or you know it's a stupid idea and if, and you know it's not then, then do it twice as hard and take pictures while you're doing it and, and then come to Adapting Social so they can, they can viral it off you on Instagram or something. But, um, that, that's what you have to do, man. Like, that, that's, look, that's, we're no bullshit over here. It's, I, I, didn't, I, I don't believe in that. I, I believe in pushing people. I believe that there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of great things. There's a lot of things that can be achieved. But people need the right guidance. They need the right help. They don't, 
They don't need someone just being like, oh, it's going to be okay, or don't worry about it. No, 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 worry about it. you got to go harder, man. you gotta, you got to get this together. And, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of what we do and how we do it. The life of an entrepreneur, man. It's a bitch. It's not nice. It's not fun. <laughs> it's a lot of long hours. Oh, God. But that's why, so I've come, I've come, in my, in my mind lately, I've come up with the fact, or I've come up with the, the rationale that entrepreneurs, especially people like us that are like nonstop, right, are actually fucked up in the head. Like, I'm insane. I, I think, I think, like, seriously, I think, like, that there's actually, because when you think about people who fail or who quit or who give up, it's like, it's, it's people, average people, they, they don't want to be, like, your body is made to try to find comfort and protect you. Yeah. And so when you're uncomfortable, when you're working 24-7, when you can't sleep or when you wake up really early or when you're nonstop getting rejected and that's, you keep getting those feelings, that's, that's, that's a normal person would quit. A normal person would say, I don't want to do this. What the fuck am I doing? I'm at my most comfortable <laughs> you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. And right. that's when, I, when everyone is just slamming doors on you and telling you no and things are going down and I got to get up really early and stay up late and do all this stuff, that is me in my comfort zone. I'm the most comfortable right there. Hell yeah. That's great. And that's the biggest thing. I fucking live for those situations, man. Yeah, I, I love that. that. I love that. And like, but that's the problem. That's a, so that right there to me, that's a key separator of like an entrepreneur versus somebody who's not because yeah. an average person – which is okay by all means. Do your thing, yeah, boo boo. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being just a regular person. There is something wrong with lying to yourself because then you're wasting your life in another way. Then you're just like you know, there's like dreamers uh, who just are not doing it right, or they're just constantly just fixated on the wrong thing, and then they follow this dream and they think it's gonna go, and it's just it's just not like. You got to spend your energy wisely. You got to do things the right way, and you got to know if this is for you or it's not for you. It's just the way it works. Most, most of the entrepreneurs that I know that are insane, like whether it's like Tesla or whether it's Steve Jobs or anybody that's out there, right? One of the, one of the coolest things that I love about these people is that like they, they look at exactly what you just said right there and that's what they actually live though, right? It's like it's not just about the sexy shit. Listen, by the way, just so you know too – Above average driven millennials is not just about talking about sexy shit and not talking about oh business no. business is great. That's business what I'm here great. for. I'm here for the for the rough side of it. I'll exactly. Tell you how bad it really is because um, it's it's just the truth. It's it's about above average driven millennials. If anybody has not watched the podcast or listened to it better yet or watched it on our vlog, you need to watch it and listen to it. But the biggest the biggest thing though for me the biggest um, takeaway that I learned as being an entrepreneur and understanding and looking at people who I think like can actually be an entrepreneur or not. Cause listen, you're that raw dude. That's like, nobody can be entrepreneurs. Only, only a few people can. You have to be born with it. And no, so for no, me, no, no, no. well, no, no, I'm just saying, but yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah. More, you're more, well, yeah, you're more realistic and you're raw not. about it. So yeah. for me, like, listen, everybody has different beliefs about different things. But for me, I look at it like, okay, well, are you willing to be rejected every day? Are you willing to be out in the fucking cold are you willing to be, you know, uh, not sleep, see on, your family? On the same token? Yeah. We're saying the same thing in a different way. Because right. if, if you're not willing to do all those things, then you're, then not. you're not an entrepreneur. Exactly. And at the end of the day. But, but, so, but the way you say it, though, but the way you say it, though, you say it like, hey, not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. You're born with it. You're not. So I believe differently. I, the thing that I believe is I believe if you. Are you, you, you can learn it? I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, I think you can. I think you withstand it, right? Yeah. I think. But I you think have to you, have you have to have certain personality traits. You, look, I don't. I don't believe in. I don't believe in blank slate theory. I don't believe you're, you're born a blank slate. I believe you're born with a particular personality. Uh, everyone's unique in their own way, and that's what makes everyone unique and special. So that's why I say you either are or you aren't. There are people that are and just don't know it. And those are the people that you're talking about, the, the entrepreneurs that are like kind of undercover. They, they have what it takes. They just never actually tried. And that's why I say everyone has to try uh, because you will regret all the shots that you don't take in life, and that's just the truth. So you need to, you need to, you need to at least try, right? Right. Like that guy's creepy. That's that's just that's just yeah. No, no. Sorry, guys. We gotta, Chris we gotta is... get him a Ben Merrill law shirt. But um, <laughs> that's why it's very important to always try. You have to at least try because you don't know. You don't know if you have it or you don't have it. See what John is saying is. is He's saying the same thing I'm saying. He's just saying it nicer. He's doing it in ways that I don't like to do it. I say you either have it or you don't. He I'm, says I'm about I'm about being positive. It is positive, but it is. I'm but I'm also saying on the same toe, you either have it or you don't, but you don't know until you try. So if you don't try, then you'll never know if you have it or you don't have it. So at least give it a shot. Like if you're sitting around and you hate your life, or you're sitting around and you hate your situation, or you're sitting around and you, you like your situation, you're just curious. Give it a shot. Take a shot and See what happens. Maybe you have something here. Maybe you have what it takes. I was a vendor most of my life. I was a right. street guy. Like, I didn't know I could be a lawyer. And then I took a shot and I did it. And there you go. And right. I'm, but but so but so the key for the key principle and for anybody <laughs> that's tuning in right now, the key difference is so John John is the more hardcore guy that's like listen, you know, I think I think it's I think I think it's your approach that's different, right? Yeah. Probably. So I think I think the biggest thing though is that so for me, like I don't think that I was born to be an entrepreneur, or maybe no, I was. You were you were born with certain. But I was hungry. But I was motherfucking hungry. hungry. Yeah. That's the difference. Got to be. But hungry, so man. but so I think as long as you as long as you identify, hey, I want to change my life. I want to put my life into my hands. I want to I want to you know whatever success means to you, whether it's financial, whether it's travel, whether it's whatever the hell you want to do, as long as you identify that. And you ask yourself if it's going to be the entrepreneurial segment. You say, "Hey, I want to be the next fucking uh, what's her name, um, Betty Crocker, whoever who the fuck knows." But <laughs> <Is that laughs> <the first laughs> where the hell did you get Betty, Betty Crocker? Crocker? Out of all the successful people in this world, where the hell did you get Betty? But Crocker But so if from? you if you want to be the next success in business, though, at least it's like just identifying the fact that you have to be okay with rejection, with staying up late. And you have to sacrifice, like you said, who you are. And my saying, my saying is live a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people cannot. That's, and I feel like our sayings are very similar because you're sacrificing for the future. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but the biggest thing though is that it's just, it's just that, that understanding, that relationship with failure. Like that to me is everything, man. Because you like negativity shit. Yeah, I like failure shit. Yeah. I fucking live for failure. Well, that's what I love it too. Like negative failure. That's what I, love. I love when people tell you you cannot do something. Nothing, nothing drives me more than a bunch of people saying it's impossible. Like Muhammad Ali said it best, and I don't know the quote fully, but impossible is just a big word thrown around by small men, and they're more comfortable to live in the situation they're in than to do anything to make a change. And that is the truth. Impossible is just a word. It's nothing. Okay? It's just a word. Anything is possible. You just have to, you have to do it. You have to go for it. And if you, don't, if you can't do it, then find out a way to make it happen. And if you can't find out a way to make it happen, then that's it. Then it just 
yeah, back to the negative point. It just wasn't for you. And that's it. It's <laughs> the truth. Like, but it's the truth. Everyone can't succeed. If everyone could succeed, then everyone would succeed, right? Of course. Like that, that, that's BS if you tell everyone they can, they can make it. Because then everyone would make it. There wouldn't be any workers. They would just be all entrepreneurs. Everyone would have their own business. Your place would be empty right now. Well, right. Because nobody, not, they don't have not, their own digital marketing company. Of course. Like, but, the big, but the biggest thing, though, is that like, that's, that's so true. It's so true. But the difference is, that's why I'm saying entrepreneurs are fucked up in the head. Well, well, yeah, that's what I was say too. Like, you have to be a little weird to be an entrepreneur. Like, we're, we're, we're shot. Like, if you look at anybody who made it, like, Mark Zuckerberg, I would not say, is the most socially, you know, stable no. guy. Like, I wouldn't go have a drink with Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, I would, you know, just because he's cool. I want to talk to him. But, like, <laughs> we're all a little twisted, you know what I mean? And you have to be. You have to be twisted. You have to be crazy because you're, you're going against the grain. You're going against the script. Life has a script. You, you know, you go to school, you get out of school, you get a secure job, a steady paycheck, you do it until you die, and that's it. And that's that's how life works. That's People follow the script. So you have to be crazy to go against what's normal, what's normal for right. everybody else. You have to be nuts because you're doing something that's not normal. Right. What's normal is you get you go to school, you have a close circle of friends, you, know, you go out on the weekends, you just get by, you may be able to buy a house. You know, you maybe get one vacation a year. You know, you go, you go, you go. You save up. You try to retire. Most of the time, you probably won't. You'll work till you die, and then you'll drop dead regretting your life and wishing you did 100,000 things that you never got to do. Right. That's, that's normal. We're crazy because we're like, no, you know what? I'm going to try this out. I'm going to do this a little differently. Right. Yeah, we're nuts. Like that. You have to be nuts. You're doing something that's when I not first, normal. When I first see you come from a family of people who own businesses and, yeah. and took risks, right? right? See, my family did not do that. So, <laughs> so for me, when it was like, wait a second, you know what? You're not going to school anymore. My, I have people in my family, not my not my immediate family, but my cousins and my family and stuff like that. That would be like, John, if you don't go to college, you they can't. You're not, you're not going to get a job. People are not going to take you seriously. Yeah. You know that's you know that's not. You're you're setting up for failure here, like. but but see now that that that's actually a true statement though because the way society is, people won't take you seriously if you don't have an education. People won't take you. I seriously. disagree with that. People won't give you a job. No no no. In your world, no, yeah, in no, the no, legal but even, world, but even in like the majority of the BS world, you have a lot more to prove to these people, which is bullshit. I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe you need any of that crap. What I'm saying is that you have a lot more. To, you have to you have to try that much harder. Right, right. You, but but here's that my much thing. More stacked here's my you. thing. Hold up. My thing is, <laughs> hold up. I, I, dude. If somebody comes in here and they give me the resume, Joe, the our videographer, Joe, the one that says he's 35, literally, he fucking came in here with his resume, right, and had it laminated, <laughs> right. Oh God. And I grab it. <gasps> I grab it. I throw it. I don't read resumes because I don't care about it. But, I don't but, give but, shit but my resumes. point. But here's my point though. I'd rather take me personally. I think this is where the world is going. I'd rather take somebody. Who has experience, hunger, hustle, as opposed to somebody that's been to a prestigious school and has been thrown yeah, up no, on themselves I don't, I don't, I don't, no, I for don't, fucking four years. I don't, I don't care about that. Everyone else does. Like yeah. we, we just did our first hire and everyone who came in, I did not read one resume. I read the cover letter just to get like an idea of how they think. Right. Uh, and then we just sat down and had a conversation because at the end of the day, you know, your resume doesn't doesn't make you good at business your personality is what makes you good at business like right like you can you can be the smartest person in the world and just the, the most awkward individual who just can't do anything like right and that's just not what you need to, to do what we have to do like for me i need people with personality i need people with positivity who, who actually want to make it i don't need someone who just like like someone actually came in for an interview and was like yeah i just need something to do this summer 
I'm like, oh, yeah? They're like, yeah. I, I came to the wrong place. I'm like, that's like, and I had people that came in, they had no idea what we even did. And the person we hired, like, she came in, she knew everything short of my birthday. She knew everything about us. She knew what we did, the type of clients we had, all our social media, where we were going, the videos we shot, the type of, I'm like, wow, that's so impressive, man. Like, like I didn't, your resume could have said, been blank and I wouldn't even care. I didn't even look at it. I, I still to this day don't know what it said. I just, I don't read resumes. I think, I don't, I don't think that, I, I do believe that it does, I look, bottom line is if, if you graduate like Harvard, Yale, something like that, like there's no door that won't open for you and that's just the sad truth in life uh, and if you don't do those type of things, like New York Law School, that's where I went to school, that, that is not a, uh, that is not a high ranking law school in, in the ABA system or anything like that. So for me, like I went to go see one of my cousins. He has a big law firm in Midtown, uh, some of my family. And I was asking about a pro bono requirement. And he said, John, I, I hope you're not here for a job. I said, no, I'm not. He goes, Cause, yeah, we got resumes from like Harvard and Yale on our thing that we haven't looked at. No offense, we wouldn't even look at your resume. We wouldn't even consider you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not even here for a job. Yeah. And I'm like, but thanks, oh, guys. Fucker, what um, you saying? Like, yeah, I know. Like, dude, yeah. But, but. That's the truth, right? So if, if you want to go... How's his website? If you... Yeah, I don't know, man. I've checked it out. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll look at it, though. But that's what I'm saying. If you want to go... See, we're crazy, so it doesn't matter for us. But if you want to go traditional life, then that matters. Right. You know, if, if you're going to live the script the, 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 the script that life puts out for you, well, then then it matters. Yeah, well, then you better go to school, and you better get an education, and you better try to achieve everything. Because in that world... No one's going to take you seriously. If you, if you want to be weird like us and crazy like us and just be a non-entrepreneur, right. then yes, yeah, screw it. You don't need to do anything. You, you could, there are no rules in this game. Like This is just, you know, you either do it or you don't, and that's it. There's, no, yeah. there's no rules for us. But in the, in the regular world, yeah, like you in the regular world, if you just go walk into some, try to get some BS job. We're back to Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, exactly. No, but seriously, like, they're not going to hire you. They're going to be like, oh, well, where'd you go to school? Or what'd you do? Or, you know... Who's your dad and all this other stuff, and that's all they care about. So yeah, if, if you want to live a normal lifestyle, then yeah, you, you better get your ass in school, and you, you better get good grades, and you better get to a really good graduate school or something like that that opens those doors for you. Because yeah, if you have Harvard or Yale on your uh, on your resume, that's never gonna that's never going to close a door for you. They're always gonna take that meeting. But I've actually I've met people, I've met people who literally. Um, who have literally had a because the guy he owned a recruiting company he was a job recruiter and he had this one harvard prospect or this one harvard person that literally worked for them or that was looking for a job or a career and he's like john when this girl came in her her freaking gpa was out of this world her resume insane she was a part of all the clubs this that he's like literally i was under the impression when i first met her that she was going to get placed, boom, instantly. I thought she was going to fly off the shelf. But she had a very, very shy, dry personality. Yeah, that's thing. And boom. But so that paper matters. I agree. It opens yeah. doors. But she's, she, they, then, then they put her in a non-people position. She'd be like a really smart to just prepare everything for the people she's go, going to the, talk. She's like, she's like the person on leave. Go stock the shelves in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she should be the grinder. Yeah. She's not going to be the finder. She'll be exactly. the grinder. She's the she'll grinder. be the person grinding. Exactly, it exactly. So she has a use in, 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 that, in that regard. Yeah. But as I'm saying, if, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to be crazy and weird like us, then, then nothing matters. Then just do it. And that's it. Like, there started, is no, there is no losing. No, I started a law firm, never having 
worked a legal job in my life. First time I was a lawyer was when I opened my law firm. So uh, <laughs> that's that's just the way it works. And now we kick ass. Now we really do everything we have to do. We are great. I would say we are one of the best startup law firms in the city, and I'll say that with confidence. We don't treat our clients like shit. We don't charge them for every little thing. We get right back to them. We do things efficiently. We help them raise money. We get it done, signed, sealed, delivered, and, and that's it. It's, it's all crap. And then you go to these big-ass law firms, and they give you some guy who's still in law school who's in the basement with a thousand other cases on his desk. And just because you got the big law name and you're paying the big law price, but you're not having any of the partners. They don't care about your, your Screw business. Screw that. Screw that. They give you some guy in the mailroom who, uh, who has a thousand other things to do, and you're lucky if he gets back to you in a week. And that's just the truth. That's just the way it is. My industry is so screwed up that it's like it's just ridiculous to the point that it's, it's quote-unquote easy for us to just take advantage of it because they're so bad. Like lawyers are the worst. They just, they're just right. too expensive and they never get back to you. They'll put you right out of business. Yeah. So that's why we can do it so differently and, and do it the way we do it. So in ending, all right, I like to end and always ask, what is your life quote? Uh, can I steal yours? No. <laughs> uh, no, I, I have a bunch that I like, but I kind of like my new one that I've been going with. Okay. You need to sacrifice what you are for what you will become. That's the only way it works. You can't. You, you can't worry about anything else. You have to sacrifice your life now to actually have a life later. Otherwise, you'll be like everyone else who just sacrifices their entire life just to follow the, the script that... Stick within the freaking guidelines. You, yeah, they've been telling you for days. Those people that just say things uh, like, oh, you know, you can't raise a kid in the city or a kid needs a backyard or all these traditional things people say just because they've been told these things. Mm-hmm. Their whole, they don't even know why they're saying this. They've just been told these things and that's it. Like, oh, you have to get a house and right. you have to have a kid in a house. And it he starts, has to it starts with the parents. Exactly, it does. You've, just been, you've, been, you've been brainwashed by this BS from society all your life. You don't even know why you're saying the things you're saying. Like, because I live in the city, and, and people tell, and I'll die in the city. If I could, I'd be buried in the city. And people <laughs> tell me all the time, like, oh, how are you going to raise a kid in the city? I'm just going to raise him. The city's your backyard. You can, it's not impossible. People do it all the time. Go to Battery Park. You'd see, like, a thousand kids there on any given Saturday. Like, what are you people talking about? But you're, just, like, you're acting like, like these people just say things just because they're programmed to say these things, and that's it. And they mm-hmm. sacrifice their entire life. And then when they get to their deathbed, they're just like, Man, I should have did Fuck, this. Fuck, why did I do this? Yeah, you, you don't want to say I should have. Uh, you want to just say I did it. Right? What, would, what would John Benamorito today tell John Benamorito when he was 15 years old thinking about being attorney or started planting his seeds in his head? What would you tell yourself that you know now that you didn't know then? Honestly, I, I wouldn't. I, I think about this all the time, like because I'm like like into like whole time travel stuff and all that stuff. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't tell or change anything, right? Because anything that that happens in your life and anything that like everything you figured out on your own, it taught you and made you who you are today, right? So even if something bad happened to you in your life, right? like like don't use it as an excuse uh, as to why something has to be the way it is now. It's just it's just a day, you know what I mean? It's just something that happened one day in your life. It doesn't really mean anything for the future. So I, I wouldn't tell myself anything. I wouldn't change anything, but simply because everything that happened to me and everything I learned along the way, I did it myself or through some type of influence or something like that that got me to where I was. That's why like, um, 
like even today, like I'll, I'll take any meeting. I don't believe in any such thing as a bad meeting. Cause I always learn something. Mm. Like I always learn something from everybody. I'll, I, I'll always be open to talking to people or going places or doing things because it'll either teach me something to do or not to do. Mm-hmm. And it'll give me, cause I'm constantly trying to learn something. Like even being here today, like I'll, I'll absorb what you got going on here and in some way I'll take it in and think like, oh, maybe I could do this or maybe I just won't do that or something like that. Right. And it'll always teach me something. Mm-hmm. So every day I, I take as a lesson. Like every meeting I go to, every phone call I have, every place I visit, I just take it all in, you know, when I do my jogs, think about it or something like that and absorb it and mush it around and then figure out how it teaches me to do or not to do something. Because some of my best ideas have come from like the worst meetings I've ever been in my life, or the worst events I've gone to, or I've been right. just like stuck in a room. I've gotten some of some ideas that I still use to this day, just from being in that crummy, crappy situation, and it still works for me to this day. So you gotta you gotta take every day as a even if something bad happens to you, you have to look at it and see like, well, okay, what can I learn from that? Like, what, what did that teach me? Well, what am I going to get out of that? And what can I do to make sure something like that doesn't happen again? You have to always use it in a, in a positive way. Got it. And, and, you know, I just want to, again, so listen, no matter what, even though obviously, you know, uh, you know we're like family, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you adding insight to Above Average of Millennials. <laughs> And, um, you know, thank you for your time today. John came from New York today. So you had like, what, how long was your drive? Uh, hour and a half. Hour and a half. It was that's, nice though, no love. traffic. I'll drive anywhere as long as no traffic. I hate sitting in traffic. <laughs> I hate traffic, man. Oh, it's the worst thing in the world. And listen, and to, and to end off, one thing I always like to end off on, John, is just, again, just kind of recapping and then also just adding in the, the bottom line, right? And this, the theme of this podcast for today was sacrifice who you are today for who you want to be. That was, is that what it is? Yeah, the sacrifice what you are for what you oh, will what become. What you are for what you want to be, okay. For what you will become. For what but you will become. One or the other. I like that. I like that. Again, impromptu podcast, which I love. But the biggest, the biggest thing is that everybody has the same 24 hours, okay? Everybody breathes the same air in their lungs. We all have the same opportunities, right? And Everyone has the same chance. They do. They have the same it. chance. And it's a matter of what you do, right? So you can be average and you can get a job go to college graduate get the white picket fence and and that's fine that's no i by no means there's There's nothing nothing wrong wrong with being there's nothing there has to be regular people in this world that's just the way it works not everybody's going to be at the top not 90 percent of you will not be on the top 10 percent of the class which is a true statement right it's just the way it is 90 percent of you will not be in the top 10 percent of society and that's fine there's nothing wrong with that some people happy with that there are people that love that like i have friends they're like you're insane i love my paycheck my 401k i love that i'm going to plan out my life and they're actually happy with that I believe they're they're huffing glue and they're crazy. Right, that's my that's my right. opinion. As crazy as they think I am is as crazy as I think they are. Right, right? they think I'm nuts because I take a shot. Mm-hmm. Like, like take even when race. I even, even when I quit my other business just to go full time in my law firm, everyone's like, "You're insane." Like you, you're literally just jumping without a safety net. And I'm like, good. That, that makes me the most comfortable. Right. I'm like, you're insane because you have too much of a damn safety net. Like you're just – you're too protected in you're your too world. too comfortable. But they right. couldn't be more happy. Right. And there's people that are happy with that. Yeah. Some people are happy with just you know getting their, their, their house and having their kid and, and by, doing what they have to By do. all means, make your paper, boo-boo. Do, do you, thing. boo-boo. Like that's it. Like, that's fine. That's fine. And don't shit on people. Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Hey, go, the knife cuts both ways. Don't shit on your friends that want to be successful and the ones that are successful or the ones 
ones that are grinding it out. Don't shit on your friends that are just trying to make it. Just try and support each other. Stop ripping each other apart. We're horrible people that just mm-hmm. rip each other apart. Stop doing that shit. Just it's stupid. No, just support whatever they want to do. I mean, if someone's doing something stupid, yeah, I'd be like, dude, like get your shit together. But if someone's just you know doing their thing or they're giving it a shot, you know, throw them support here and there because there are people that that they do need that. They do need that that arm around the shoulder, that pat on the back. That it's gonna be it okay. Goes a long way. Yeah, like me, I work way. off of negativity. I'm different. <laughs> like not everyone's like that. Some people they need a little positive push once in a while. So so give it to them. If you have a friend out there that's like. Doing something that they, you think is crazy, but it's it's you know it's, it's not it's not a stupid idea. It's a good idea, uh, and or it's just an idea, and they're they're doing it, and they're somewhat successful at it. Support them. Don't don't try to tear them down all the time. And it's the other way too. You know, if if you're making it and you're doing well and you're kicking ass and taking names and making money, don't shit on your friends who aren't doing all that stuff. They're content. They're happy with their life. That's just it. You have to understand that it's just not for everybody, and, and that's that's the biggest truth. It's not. It's, it's definitely not. And again, everybody has their own journey. Everybody does their own thing. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. If you're hungry enough, go for it. Just understand that you are driving the fucking bus. Nobody else is driving it, okay? So if you want to make it happen, you're going to make it happen. If you don't, it's your then life. you will not. You decide how you want to do it. That's Absolutely. It. Everybody so everybody signing off, live a few years of your life like, you, <laughs> like, like most people won't. He doesn't know so you can live the rest of your life like most people cannot. Thank you for listening. I appreciate if everybody shared, told people about this podcast. We want to help entrepreneurs out there that are trying to get their name out there, trying to do big things. And it all comes down to positive energy, being real, talking about the real shit about business, not just talking about the sexy stuff. And that's what we're trying to do here. (laughs) So thank you.